the Sports Career Podcast, episode 202. What are the benefits of starting a blog? Hello Sports Achiever and welcome to another episode of the Sports Crib Podcast. I'm your host Ed Bowers. Now today's podcast is brought to you by Bluehost. Now Bluehost is the website hosting I use on my website at education2sport.com and with regards to this podcast episode all focusing on blog, having hosting is a great way to get your blog started, get the security you need and Bluehost is the one I use. The reason why I use Bluehost for the last four years is their use of customer service is amazing. Also, it has all the security you need to have a great functioning website as well. So if you want to head to Education 2 Sport resource page and you can hear about more about Bluehost and why I use it. Now, getting back to today's show, as always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who can inspire and make the best version of yourself in your day-to-day life, particularly with regards to your sports career development. So I really do hope that today's episode can support you, particularly with regards to enhancing your personal brand in the sports industry. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Ashwin Lowell. Ashwin is the founder of Ashes Sports Talk, which is a sports industry blog that focuses on the future of sport in this global entertainment business. For that reason, it's brilliant to have Ashwin as a special guest on the show, and that's when today's episode, Ashwin will share his sports career journey and explain to you the benefits of starting a blog, particularly in the sports industry. Ashwin, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Please do share to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start? So, first of all, Ed, thank you very much for having me on the show. It's great to be in a position where I can share my experience to inspire others. So, my journey began when I was at Southampton Solent University, studying a degree within football studies and business, which started in 2015, and I graduated in 2018. I got myself a first-class degree, which I'm immensely proud of, as I worked very hard for it, and I really thoroughly enjoyed the course. And ever since I was coming towards my final year, towards that graduation day, I was really eager and enthusiastic to get my career off to a real rocket start and just really get my hand, myself into the industry. And I was thankful. I was uh, really delighted to find an opportunity at a local sports charity known as Get Barcher Active, who are in position to promote physical activity and sport within the local community of Berkshire. And I just happened to come across them through uh, direct contacts. So I was emailing local organisations affiliated with sports and they just happened to have some opportunities short term at the time, which I found myself involved in supporting them with their digital marketing, which was a really great opportunity as I was really, that's, that was something I really enjoyed throughout my degree. And that was on a three-month contract, which was soon extended into 11 months due to myself being able to prove myself to be a worthy asset for the organisation. 
But unfortunately, after that 11 months, that unfortunately came to an end as they are a small charity. And unfortunately, they do suffer a lot more with budget constraints being a small team. So coming towards the end of my position at Get Archer Active, I was on the search for my next opportunity in sport. I had multiple interviews at different organisations at county FAs, uh, sports governing bodies and and so forth. But unfortunately, it just didn't happen to be the time of uh, getting myself into that next step of sport due to the due to myself being very early into the game. So I decided to take a different approach of finding whatever opportunity occurred to me, which was suitable for my career growth. And that happened to be within local government and children's services where I am working as an administrator. So my role is to support our service in a, through managing administrative procedures. But at the same time, the the desire and the passion to work in sport still sits with me to this day, hence why I've got myself involved in some side projects, one of which is supporting a niche sports management firm that are based in the Middle East through acting as their social media marketing lead. And as well as that, I've been inspired to create my own sports blog uh, as an as an approach to share my views and perspectives on the sport industry, which has been a really exciting project of mine that I've started recently. So it's been quite a journey for me and it's been a very different one than, than I guess to a lot of others. But that's my story thus far. Well, look, I'm going to decode this a little bit. Just going back with regards to your time at university, because... You know, a lot of people underestimate how hard work you put in onto a degree. Like getting a first is significant. I know people say it's just a grade, but when you're there, you're in that environment where you're trying to be the best version of yourself at university to help you afterwards. So out of interest, how has your football studies supported you now reflecting? Football studies has really supported me in a lot of ways. For example, it's uh, it's one of the biggest industries in the world. So therefore, a lot of the knowledge that I got from the course has, you know, definitely sat well with me in terms of understanding how general businesses operate on a day to day basis, understanding where revenue comes from, from big football clubs. And I think that knowledge in itself is very transferable into multiple different industries and of course it's uh yeah so you definitely can't ignore it in that respect and the degree in itself has been you know a really great opportunity because it's it's a, a great stepping stone onto getting to where where you want to go within the industry and in that respect it has been very helpful for me and just with regards to the actual studies like if you don't mind being honest we got connected when we were, when you're at your final year and you were doing a lot in digital marketing. Um, if I'm correct, you did a great piece on Paul Pogba and Adidas, if you remember. So out of interest, how is your studies itself, like the actual pieces of work, supported you with regards to digital marketing now? Because the reason I'm saying this, I'm a big believer that your work at uni does reflect where you go with regards to your career. Would you agree on that? And would you mind reflecting on that as well? Yeah, of course. So I think with with that example, Ed, uh, with the work that I did on Paul Pogba and Adidas, it was based. It was a critical analysis on how Paul Pogba was a marketing asset for bringing in more audiences across to Manchester United at the time of when he came in, and that was a really uh, that was a very insightful piece as it was very relevant to the industry and it was very transferable into 
and just getting myself into when I was going into my first position, it was a great way to demonstrate that I knew how the industry works in regards to how marketing and communication works in real life scenarios. So in that respect, you, I would definitely recommend for anybody that is doing assessments on uh, around the sports industry, around sports industry education to always think about what your assessments are about and think just already think about what you can do with that knowledge to apply into an organization because it definitely worked very well for me and just think yeah I think it's just really great to think outside the box in that respect absolutely and with regards to when you did graduate and you said you wanted to get that career rocking and rolling be honest was it hard to visualize what was your next step because this is really important because I've gone through this myself when I graduated Durham I had the knowledge, I had a little bit of experience, but I was like, well, where do I, where do I fit in? You know, that's the biggest question is not just what's next, but where do I fit into an organization? Where do I fit into the industry? Can you remember where um, you went, I'm just going to follow this next step? So maybe it's that digital marketing route and just go for it and sort of go with a bit of faith. Can you remember that moment, that defining moment where you just sort of had to believe in something? Because if not, you can just, over, you get too much overwhelm and you don't know where to start or you don't make a decision, if that makes sense. Yeah, and to be honest, I when I was coming towards finishing university, I didn't know which uh, which path I was going to take into the sports industry as it was so broad. Um, but I just knew I wanted to work in the industry because it is what I live, eat, and breathe. But I suppose the defining moment for me that made me think, right, digital marketing is for me, was just really starting to enhance my knowledge with how football clubs market themselves such as the approach they take to bring in new audiences hence why I was so inspired to base one of my projects at university around Paul Pogba and Adidas with how that increased shirt sales how they got Stormzy who was a music artist into a Manchester United campaign to welcome back Paul Pogba and I was just really thinking to myself this is really interesting and it's something the industry hasn't seen before. And also I started to understand this is a very sustainable part of the industry as it's going to be ever so relevant as we live in such an era that is orientated around uh, social media, online, online media and advertising. And I figured to myself, as well as it being sustainable, I just really enjoyed like learning about it and really understanding how that works. So if anything, the defining moment was for me, you know, the key theme as, as a part of all of that was my passion. I was just really passionate about learning a, about you know how football clubs market themselves and for that reason it's why I'm still pursuing that that career path and just with regards to you know reflecting with a personal brand it's a big theme in this podcast out of interest when did you have to think about your personal brand as an asset for you to get opportunities for yourself in how you sell yourself online to create those opportunities sure I I think my final um during my final year was the big part of when I realized personal branding is ever so important. It's when I started to use LinkedIn a lot more proactively. It's really where I started to create, you know, a robust LinkedIn profile that demonstrated my little experiences in work, considering that I was still studying at the time. But it's when I started to really realize um, that getting into the sports industry is really orientated around your networks and that's when I started to build my networks that's when I started you know that's when I actually came across yourself um 
And it was a great way to just demonstrate my passion and demonstrate how serious I was in spite of being a student to get into the industry. And it was a great way to learn from other people as well, because it's, I, I honestly believe you can gain so much more from people that are experts within the industry rather than just taking the own initiative from yourself and those that are in your university. So that was the key part of where I started to really build my personal brand and it just expanded from that point on. Awesome. Well, we'll talk about your bod uh, blog as well because that's a huge asset. We'll talk about that a bit later. But really quickly, I think this is such an important theme of this podcast how important is it for students at university or graduates, even a year on, to be patient with regards to getting those opportunities? Because like you said, and we're both in the same shoes, when I graduated, we want everything to happen. I wanted the dream job, the car, the flat, hopefully a woman with my dreams. That's what I said to myself at the beginning. So how important is it to sort of take a deep breath and go, actually, it will take probably a couple of years to find your place in the industry. Let's be honest, I've learned this from as you know, I've interviewed quite a lot of people on my podcast. It is about a two-year period. That doesn't mean you don't do anything in those two-year periods and hopefully something comes to you. I mean, you build yourself and two years' time, things start to happen if you're willing to put yourself out there. Does that sort of make sense? Like, how important is it for students to be patient, especially in the, if you want to pursue a career in the sports industry specifically? It is extremely important because the industry is changing constantly, which and also it's growing significantly as well. So that would automatically mean the level of competitiveness rises with that. And I think, you know, I think the easiest way to look at it is, Ed, you know, for example, looking at the some of the greatest football players in the world, like your Lionel Messi's, your Cristiano Ronaldo's, your Neymar's or Kylian Mbappe's, they wouldn't have got into the industry straight away as a professional player they wouldn't have got to their positions at Real Madrid or Barcelona within a click of a finger they had to dedicate their whole childhoods to getting that opportunity and it's very similar it's a very similar journey for a lot of football coaches such as your Josie Mourinho's or your uh, Harry Redknapp's for example so I think just put it into that perspective you're going into an industry that you where you're working alongside these key players and coaches and at the same time the same principle applies for the members of staff within that industry so with that patience your time will eventually come if you work hard enough and I think if you it, persistence is a very key part of the whole process and I think every any time where you're starting to feel like you're losing patience always just reflect back on you know how the industry generally works you know and also with football clubs not every club has you know had uh, has has had a straight gain to stardom straight away either just I think that's the easiest way to look at it to be honest yeah no no that's so important and the one thing I, I say that is because everybody in the sports industry wants to be part of the big agencies or big deals but what I loved about your journey is you actually started at grassroots sport you know at Berkshire you know that is really key like we, we forget about the grassroots element what did you learn from that not 11 months like no, from the whole experience, what did you learn when you just joined and you knew you only had three months, but then you went, I've got to work, make a good first impression to make it 11? Because that in itself, it, there's so much learning lessons from the listeners learning going, that's the attitude you need in every opportunity you get. Because if you can prove yourself more than the time you, you were meant to be there, that speaks volume. So could you just reflect on that, you know, little um, internship work experience, if that makes sense? 
Yeah, again, you're absolutely right. I did start off at a grassroots level within sport. And if anything, I believe that is the biggest part of sport, the grassroots, because it's where all of the foundations start off. For example, it's where every single player has to begin within their academies, within their local clubs to get that recognition. And what was really fantastic about working at Get Berkshire Active throughout these three months was they were a very small team. And then naturally, I was building up a great portfolio of experiences. So it wasn't just within digital marketing it was around project management sport for development market research tapping into administration so you're a lot closer to where all of the decisions are being made within the organization so you're naturally getting a lot more of an understanding on how things work and that is crucial when you're moving up to i don't know your a man your manchester united's or your liverpool football clubs because you you've got to think these are top clubs within you know within the world in the football industry so the people that are working in those industries are you know will bound to be having years of experience within the industries and they've had to go on the same journey as us in the sense of starting off very small build yourself a credible portfolio within a small orientated organization which is a great way to build up your your experiences and your knowledge and your competencies within the industry. And I think you, how how can you expect to prove yourself in a big organisation at first if you can't, you know, if you're not willing, if you're not able to back it up from, you know, working at a smaller scale organisation in that respect. So with regards to reflecting all, on all of that, I'd, and that was that's would be, you know, a key point to think about. How can you expect to prove yourself at a big organisation if you're not willing to you know, start off small in the first place? Out of interest, on the spot a little bit, what skill sets have you learnt from that experience which has supported you now? Um, I think the, one of the key, key themes that I've learnt is understanding your sports career purpose. When I was working at Get Barcher Active, I was very inspired by how they are driven by inclusion in sport they are creating sport to be they they strive every single day to ensure sport is an inclusive tool to a mass market so encouraging people everybody across the county to be getting active in any way possible which was really important to me because i started to realize elite sport is of course the biggest part of the industry which gets the most coverage and gets the biggest amount of broadcasting and that's perfectly understandable but at the same time i truly believe you know some of the greatest sports people are those that are you know within your local parks or you know that are going to the gym or out running and that's what you know i think that's you know really demonstrated to me i want to be in a position where sport is a tool for development within our society. The one thing I want to talk about now, because you're doing great work with your branding on this, I'd love to talk about your blog. What inspired you to start a blog? And most importantly, this is the big killer question, what inspired you like, with, from a confidence perspective? Because sometimes when we put our thoughts out to the world, it can be a bit, you know, you're on the edge with regards to your confidence. Like, will people read it? Won't people read it? Could you just share that experience of why you started a blog? So the reason I started a blog was because I've always been passionate about sharing my voice about sports. And I've, as I've been working within the industry for a couple of years now, I've 
because you know it, the whole aspect of personal branding has really you know it really does count you, you've got to create a personal brand for yourself in order to get noticed within the industry which is constantly changing and its competitiveness is always rising so it's ever so important and I've, I've always thought you know I've created I often create a huge amount of articles on my LinkedIn page around events taking place within the industry but I always thought to myself how can I take this one step further as I'm really driven to be the best version of myself every single day and I started to notice that uh, creating I started to read about you know the benefits of creating a blog and I often I saw a lot of other uh, a lot of other of my students from university doing similar things or creating their own YouTube channels and I figured to myself what's holding me back from doing this but doing this myself creating my own platform which shares my perspectives in in the industry and I'll and as a result of it, it could be providing other people value uh, in that respect. So it was a it was certainly a strategic move considering the competitiveness within within sport, and it was all it was really something that just ticked so many boxes in the sense of showing my skill set, such as my creative writing skills, my ability to uh, create a marketing strategy from it, a great way to you know add add to my personal branding. But more importantly, demonstrating my passion for the industry and it was a great way to and it's been a great way to really stand out from a lot and from an industry which is changing ever so much. Absolutely. And can I just say some of your articles are fantastic. The one that springs to mind on your LinkedIn was with the guards I can't remember their names, but there was that huge boxing match with regards to the two YouTubers. And I love how you look at, at an industry and, and look at it from a different angle. Um, please talk about it a little bit more detail, but you know where I'm going from. You look at it from a different angle, which just it doesn't matter what you do, including this podcast. I'm being so truthful on this show is, you know, find a special niche uh, with a blog, with a podcast, stick to your lanes with a niche you have. Because if you spread too thin, it's hard to establish yourself as a leader in the in the space you want to work in. Does that make sense? Would you agree on that, Ashwin? Like you can't talk about everything on your blogs, stick to your lane. So just share your thoughts on your niche with your blog and, and explain that little LinkedIn article as well, if that's OK. It, there will be a link below where people can read it, by the way. Yeah, fantastic, of course. Um, so I think it is ever so important to find your niche because if you spread yourself too thin, it's going to be rather unclear to industry professionals to understand what exactly is your your passion, what is the cause that you're championing. And with my blog, it really is a unique platform, which no other blog that I've seen is producing content like mine. It really champions how sport has evolved into a global entertainment business, which has provided a huge array of opportunities for sport to demonstrate how it is a tool to bring society closer together through creative experiences, inspiring inspiring other people to take up sport in that respect as well. And with regards to the article that I posted about uh, a recent boxing event which took place last year in November is between two YouTubers, uh, KSI and Logan Paul, who had an initial match which was a white-collar amateur boxing match at the Manchester Arena in 2018, which ended in a majority draw. This was then taken onto a whole new level into the world of professional boxing, which has created a huge amount of headlines and has actually been quoted by some professionals as that boxing has gone, come to the circus. <laughs> but um, the reason why I'm so passionate about passionate about this is because it's something which the industry has never seen before to 
digital creators headlining a professional boxing match and bringing a whole new audience with them, which are young tech-savvy audiences. And it's created a huge amount of digital results, such as it's raised the profile of, of a lot of professional boxers, such as Devin Haney and Billy Joe Saunders has taken their profiles to the next level. It has also been something which uh, Matchroom Boxing, the sports promotion company, have wanted to pursue further. And they created a they created actually another event uh, in January, which was between Jake Paul and Anison Gibb, who are two other YouTubers. And there's also a potential after the coronavirus is finished between KSI and Jake Paul potentially that could happen in 2021 and the reason why i'm so inspired about this whole event ed is because again it is something that the industry hasn't seen before and it has changed the industry completely with placing emphasis on how how social how social media stars and digital creators can be a great asset to bring in more audiences and a result of that enhancing the purpose of inclusion within sport it is it is a tool for everyone to be involved in yeah, and also, like, this is what it's like opening up a whole new niche. Like, I remember seeing Eddie Hearn's reaction going, This is bonkers, but it's a no brainer because really quickly, both of these have got these boxers um, or YouTubers have got millions of millions of followers. And it actually hit, uh, if I remember briefly with the first match, you know, it, it got, you know, Twitter trends. Yeah, and this is what's the inspiring thing. Now, I don't think we will get ourselves in the ring, but any content creators, if you get that big, anything's possible with the leverage of your audience. And, and this is really key. It relates to your personal brand. Like, this is such a really cool conversation because you're using your personal brand, your content, your area of expertise. Yes, YouTube is the biggest search engine for videos, but it's still, it could be possible. It could be two podcasters. It could be two bloggers done right. Like, and um, it's amazing what's, as you say, how from digital marketing to also how you establish yourself in an industry, anything's possible. Like it's entertainment, but also just to be clear, I remember Eddie Hearn saying these guys train just as hard as boxers. Like they were disciplined, like to be successful as these YouTubers, you have to be disciplined in what you do. So look, I know we had a little bit of a sidetrack, but it's important for the listeners to understand what's possible when you build that blog or build any content creation. But out of interest, what have been your biggest key points starting out right now? Like what have you learned? I have learned to, you know, I've learned how to make sure social media is the biggest driver for creating traction towards my blog. So a lot of the a lot of the views and the visitors that I'm getting are coming through from social media rather than uh, Google searches. So I've really capitalized on that opportunity. And I've also just learned other tips around how to best utilize social media in the way to bring more, you know, bring more traction, which involves, you know, promoting my to sending my blogs to other other pages that are affiliated with the same with similar visions to my to, to my what my blog stands for reach being also courageous to reach out to you know industry professionals or even some athletes which are within the industry and just demonstrating my purpose to them so uh, i think in terms of where i'd love to take it it has been it's not really something that i've thought about a huge amount so far but i'd love to take it to a point where it opens up an opportunity for people people using my blog in you know whether it's through universities or whether it's to you know for other people to be inspired from i'd love to just see it as a platform where you know even if it's one or two people where they've said 
I've really, you know, I've got into the industry because I've been able to find myself educated through Ash's sports talk. It, you know, I was reading this article that he produced and it was what there was one, there was one quote where he had an interview with an athlete and they said this, if I hadn't of absorb that information i wouldn't be where i am today so i think it's so it's so easy you know world which we're so orientated around digitalization to think oh i want to take it up to i want to get a million subscribers on my blog or whatever but i think the biggest purpose for me is to think about you know changing having a life impacting change on even a small minority of people that's what i really want it to be a platform for this is what it's all about, everybody, adding value. This is a term, it's a bit of a buzzword at the moment, but this is what real adding value is about. And this is what inspired me to do this podcast show. If one listener gets one benefit, it's worth you know all the hard work behind it, not the listeners or the downloads. But just going back to your career now, and I know we're both, you know, we're still young in this industry. What have you enjoyed the most reflecting now? Um, I think what I've enjoyed the most has been meeting other people, whether that's virtually or in person, because I truly believe there is no better way to learn than speaking about other people's experiences, speaking to them about their experiences rather. And uh, I've been able to you know, have great opportunities throughout using LinkedIn to build up my network where I've met, where I've actually met the social media lead of Tottenham Hotspur. I've had conversations with uh, people working within the content team at DAZN, heads of development around organisations such as the Football Foundation, heads of media at uh, football clubs. And I think the biggest, uh, the most inspiring part of all of this is, you know, understanding their journeys and just, you know, learning how they've got into the industry. And the thing is, it's such a diverse industry. You can progress your career in any way that you want. It doesn't necessarily have to be through a pure sporting background it can be through through external industries and there's there will eventually be an opportunity that comes for you if you work hard enough for it and I think that has been the most enjoyable part of the process so far just you know having the opportunity to meet these professionals and really these are the guys that I've truly aspired to I think in an industry which is so focused on the final products such as your athletes your coaches your board members I, I, whereas for me, working within the industry so far, I think the likes of your marketeers, your journalists, your administrators that are, you know, within which are the office-based staff at your football clubs or your sporting organisations, I see them as the backbone to representing the image and the reputation that an organisation withholds. I truly see them as the ones who are, you know, the key part of the whole process. So for me, that has been the most enjoyable part. And of course, looking at the bigger picture, the hustle. The hustle is the greatest part of it as well. <laughs> Just with regards to the hustle, out of interest, what three tips would you give to a recent graduate who is literally just starting out in their journey in the sports industry? What three tips would you give? Absolutely. My pleasure. So tip number one, be as proactive as possible. I think in spite of the amount of value your degree provides you, don't solely rely on it as a pure stepping stone to getting to your dream job within the industry. So that involves building your networks, uh, reaching out to organisations on a small scale to build up your experience, being willing to get your hands dirty. And second of all, in spite of the industry being so competitive, that can often be something which puts off a lot of people from wanting to pursue a career in it. And if anything, I would see that as something that should drive you to wanting to pursue a career in the industry because you're wanting to be a part of an industry which is a huge global movement within the world we live in. It is a tool 
that creates the world's greatest experiences. It inspires millions of people. It is life-changing. So use that competitiveness, use that mindset to build up your personal brand to show people what you're made of. And third of all, my final tip would be to work hard. I appreciate it's such a cliche term, you know, to work hard, but honestly, nothing beats pure work ethic. That is something that employers, employees will always value over anything else because a lot of the a lot of the work that goes into the sports industry can be taught, it can be picked up, but you've got to have the work ethic to back that up. And there's actually a quote that I that I saw from KSI uh building up towards his boxing match with Logan Paul, which was talent can get you far, but hard work can take you anywhere. And that is a real quote that I champion every single day. So in summary, my three tips would be to be as proactive as possible. Tip number two, don't see the competitiveness in the industry as a disadvantage. And number three, work hard. Awesome. There are three brilliant tips and I can relate to them so much with regards to my journey reflecting right now. Out of interest, Ashwin, how can people connect with you online? Great. Yeah. So the best way to connect with me would be via my website, which is ashessportstalk.org, which I will uh, share the link with in due course with everybody, with everybody. And also through my social media channels, which would be Ashes Sports Talk. We are available on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. So that would be a great way to connect with me. And I really look forward to the listeners from this podcast to be inspired by my content. Awesome. Well, all those links will be in my blog post relating to this podcast. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you today, Ashwin. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Ed. What a fantastic podcast chat with Ashwin. And I really do hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, particularly with regards to understanding the benefits of starting a blog. Without a doubt, and I say this all the time, particularly to students starting out in the sports industry, creating content is a fantastic method to get you out there, really promote your voice out there, particularly on social media. And even if you think, yeah, Ed, but there's so many other podcasts out there, so many other blogs out there, it doesn't matter. It's all about a a strategy for you to promote who you are and what area of the sports industry you want to be involved in, specializing in the long run. So starting a blog or starting a podcast or creating content is such an effective way to really establish yourself and where you want to go with regards to your sports career development. And look, I really do hope you enjoyed this podcast, particularly if you're a student as well. I've had the privilege of knowing Ashwin a fair few years now, and we've both been in the same boat with regards to being a student and really trying to put ourselves out there. Finally, from a sports career development perspective, I really do hope you put in those sports career tips from Ashwin, particularly being proactive. Like If you have just listened to this and going, Ed, I'm going to start a blog, start it today really challenge yourself because that is how you become more proactive with regards to your sports career development. So again, make it happen, put it into practice and really establish who you want to be in the sports industry now and do it. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Ashwin said, talent can get you far, but hard work can take you anywhere.